Hi, my name's Matt, and I love Jesus. Who loves Jesus in this place? Yeah. Come on, we're going to be people that love Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And you know, my voice is a bit strange. You might be thinking, why is his voice a bit strange? My voice is a bit strange because eight years ago I had an operation on my heart, and they cut on the nerves. It goes to, you've got two vocal cords, one of the vocal cords, and I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. Bible says, gave me the verse, you shall not die but live. Yes. The second part is, and declare the glory of God, the works of the Lord. I'm believing for the second part. So praise God, it's a privilege to be here this morning, it really is. I've got some history in this place. It's good to see some familiar faces. It's good to see the Sudbury Posse here. <laughs> Good to see Margaret. It's so many people, Steve and I, I know you from the past in this place. You know, I used to come to this church when I was 15. You know, probably about 10 years ago now. <laughs> I'm 15, so that was 35 years ago. 35 years ago. This place used to be packed. I'm so, do you know what it's going to be? I believe it's going to be packed again. Amen. I believe this place is going to be packed again. Prophesy, prophesy. In this place, you will use the alpha. Even before the end of the year, says the Lord, you'll use the alpha. And you'll look for buildings and buildings because my, my, the people need Jesus. This city needs Jesus. You know, I love Pastor Sam. I really honor him. You know what? I'm connected to this place because. I used to go to Kensington Temple in London. So I knew Dominic de Caesar and some of the people in Kensington Temple, KT. I had a, a man called William Gypsy Lee, an healing man, a gypsy mentored me for a year. I'm really grateful for the healing. Come on. There's, some, there's a well here. There's a well here that needs to be redone. I've said there's a well here. You don't need to go anywhere else. There's a well here. That needs to be redone. And it's a well for the city. So I remember being here 15. It was Sean Charlesworth, the Dickens, the Lawsons. Who remembers those people? Did you say? Yes, beautiful people. And of course, where's Ray Johnson? Where's Ray Johnson? Where's Ray? Come here, Ray, come here. I want to say I honor this man. I honor this man. I honor this man. I tell you, sometimes we don't honor people. I honor this man. This man's a man of God. He's got a father's pastor's heart. I love him. I'm telling you, I really love him. Stretch your hands out towards him. Call this blessing. Always speak a blessing upon him. Thank you, Lord. I honor him for all he's done in this place and lives. Encouragement. He's been a barbarous. And a world of critical people. It's been a bomb. So I speak a blessing on it. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray the reward of God upon you. Life! 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 In Jesus' name. Go from the head to the soles of your feet. New life. It's not over, says the Lord. It's not over, says the Lord. You will be fruitful again. Says the Lord.
Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So I used to come here on the back of my brother's motorbike when I was 15. Rita Rogers invited my brother and I came to this church and God touched me. And from this church I went to Mount Zion Church. Do you remember Mount Zion Church? There's a there. A few people. Hallelujah. And then, probably about 10 years ago, the Lord called me into full-time ministry. Hallelujah. I know I just love Jesus. I passed through a church called Radical. We're a bit rough. You know, I, I said to Aiden today, he didn't make any effort. Usually, I look like Aiden, but I made an effort today. This for you, amen. Praise God. My friend, Gypsy Lee, used to preach in a track to you. That's the only city preach preach from. He's ready for the word of God. Lord, we just thank you for your presence in this place. We just thank you. We honor you, Jesus. We just love you. You're amazing. You're just the best thing. We just love being with you, Lord. We love hanging about with you. We just love you talking to us. We just ask that you come even more so that you touch your people. We bind every distraction, every influence, everything that would raise itself up. Over the name of Jesus, I command to be bound. And I lose revelation, I lose truth, peace, and joy. Let people be called even into ministry in this service. In Jesus' name, and all God's people say, Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's read the word of God. I've probably got about 50 scriptures I'm going to go through really fast. So you have to bear with me. If you can count them all, there'll be a prize if you get it right. But I'm not going to wait for you, so you have to be fast. Okay, so I'm going from the, the basic uh, text is Psalm 37. I love the Psalms, you know? Yeah. Who loves the Psalms? I love reading them, I love singing them, I love praying them. The Psalms are amazing. In fact, the Bible's amazing. Yeah. Who loves the Bible? Yeah. Come on, it's amazing. It's banned in 52 countries right now. World's best seller, the Bible. It's a sword, it's bread, it's medicine, it's a mirror, it's a hammer, it's a sword. I love the Bible. I'm telling you, we're never going to be a church without the Bible. We need the Word of God. It's the Word of God that actually cuts and divides and spits the marrow and the soul and the spirit. Man, come on, we need the Word of God. We're going to be a, a Word church. The Eden is a Word church. And we're going to be a spirit church. Psalm 37, verse 1. I'm going to read from different versions, but this is the New King James Version. Verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. The word fret, F-R-E-T, fret, means to be consistently and visibly anxious. If you've got anxiety, if you've got fear today, this works for you. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible's got stuff to say about everything. Another definition says it correct is to gradually wear away. The MOT version says, do not worry about the wicked. So most versions say, do not fret the NLT says, do not worry about the wicked. 
The message version says, do not bother your head with brackets. You know, today's there was a message, the title for this message, I don't know what it'd be, it'd probably be five points of prayer that will change your life forever. I would say the very first seven chapters, seven verses in Psalm 37 is a formula for prayer. There could be a sermon in each one, but I'm going to go very fast and just touch each one as I go. You see, the devil wants you to fret. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to be worried and fretful, be anxious. He wants to wear you out. Daniel 7.25 says, in the last days, the devil wants to wear out the saints. There's many people worn out. There's many people weary. There's many people anxious. There's many people stressed. The devil's job is to make you weary, make you tired. There's people that are tired all the time. Hallelujah. You know, there's, there's three realms. Body, soul, spirit. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Is that true? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And the devil, the devil wants you to wrestle with flesh and blood. Because in flesh and blood, he wins. Come on, this is the truth. There's some great points here. This will change your life if you're applied. We wrestle not. Some people, it's Ephesians 6, 12. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Some people just stop with a we wrestle not. We do wrestle, but some people don't wrestle at all. We just wrestle not. I'm not called to wrestle, brother. But we are called to wrestle, but not flesh and blood. Amen? Amen. Amen. Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That word means flesh. That's where we get the word chili called carny. Carnal. Amen. Hallelujah. Fleshly. But mighty through God to the putting down strongholds. If the devil can get you to fight in the flesh, fisticuffs, or in your emotions, or your verbal argument, he will win. Come on, I'm telling some principles here that will change your life. Many people get poked and they take the bait. They tell the world, the world on Facebook. They phone a friend. And all of a sudden, they're fretting. They're anxious, they're depressed, they're angry. They're full of bitterness. But if we fight, if we stand, if we walk in the spirit, we, we win. Amen? Yeah. Zachariah 4, 6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. There's a clue right there. I love the fact that David is telling us not to, to fret not. You see, he understood. He was being pursued by Saul. Saul was trying to kill him, to murder him. And he was in hiding. I just love the fact that Psalms can speak to me. Some people say, well, how does that person understand me? They've not been through what I've been through. I'm telling you, David's been through it. And you know what Jesus has been through? He understands our situation. He says in Hebrews 4.15, Jesus understands our weaknesses. Being tempted in every way. 
but he did not sin. Jesus knows. I'm telling you, thinking, sometimes I, I, I prone to have a pity party. Who has a pity party? Pull up some balloons and you have a screamer and you just, oh, it's just not fair. I'm telling you, being a pastor, you can. Yeah. It's hard being a pastor. Bless him. Bless him. Pastor Sam, it's hard. And it's easy to have a pity party. That's what the devil wants you to have a pity party. But Jesus understands our weaknesses. David understood the pressure. Jesus understands what you're going through right now. But even so, he says, do not fret. The Bible, some people say, is 365 do not fears. I don't know if that's true. I looked it up. I've got, I've got 365 on my phone. They're amazing. I don't know if there's more. But you know what? Maybe that's the one for every day. Yeah. And if the Bible says, do not fret, do not fear, that means I, I'm prone to fear, I'm prone to fret, but it's a choice. I don't have to. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Come on. We live in a world of people fretting and fearing, people anxious. That's the truth. Hallelujah. If the Bible tells me not to fear, it means it's important. It tells me 365 times not to fear, it's important. It's not just once, it's a message in there. We need to obey the word of God. You know, if we just read the word but we don't obey it, we're like a person that looks in the mirror, sees their reflection, forgets what they look like. Yeah. Come on. Amen. This Bible will change your life. Amen. Change your life. If you read the Bible and you apply it to your life, it will change your life. A recent study said, a recent study said if you read your Bible four days a week, four times, four, four, four times in the week, you're 74% more likely to be free from addiction. So this is but not ministry, not deliverance, not, but just reading your Bible. You're 220% more likely to share your faith. You're 400% more likely to disciple someone. Do you know what? When did you last read your Bible? It should be a daily thing. This band in 52 countries is a reason it's dangerous. And if you read it and open it and apply it to your life, it will change you. Do not fear, do not Fret. So what's the opposite of that? Verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you'll dwell safely in the land and prosper. And he will give you your heart's desire. Trust. Amplified says it, but it says it louder. Trust. Lean on. Rely on. Be confident in. Then you just love that. So instead of fighting, I can trust. You know, someone said to me, this Jesus thing, this Christianity, this thing you believe in, it's just a crutch for you. I replied, it's not one crutch, it's two crutches. In fact, it's not two crutches, it's a wheelchair. In fact, it's not a wheelchair, it's a life support machine. I need Jesus. He's everything. Jesus is everything to me. It's not a crutch. It's my life support. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 
Jesus is my everything. Someone once said, I never knew that Jesus was all I needed until Jesus was all I had. Sometimes everything can be stripped away, you can lose everything. You can lose your job, your marriage, you can lose your friends, you can lose your loved ones. And all you're left with is Jesus. But he's enough. I'm telling you, he's enough. Jesus is enough. You can trust him. He is trustworthy. He's found Jesus to be trustworthy in this room. Come on. It's all about Jesus. Psalm 108, verse 12. Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. You know, people can lay you down. Is that true? Ever been let down? Come on, I'm not saying we should be independent. But let me tell you something. Sometimes God will cut off people for the sources of blessing from you just so that you can know you can trust Him. I'm here to tell someone today you can trust Jesus with your situation. You can trust Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that people let us down. The help of man is useless. But through God we'll develop. For it is he who shall, shall tread down our enemies. Psalm 20 verse 7. I told you it's the last scripture. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. Come on. Is there some people that trust Jesus in this body? I trust Jesus. I don't have a plan B. Who are you trusting today? You see, fear and fretting basically are a lack of trust. It's a lack of trust. When you know that Jesus has got your back, you can do anything. When you know that you can't fail, and even if you fall over, he'll help you back up. It gives you confidence in that. Hallelujah. Trust the Lord. I don't have a plan B. I'm trusting the Lord. I'm not trusting my education, I'm not trusting my income, I'm not trusting my ability, I'm not trusting the government or the banks, my family, my friends, I'm trusting Jesus. Who have you put your trust in? You're at the anchor will hold in the storm if your anchor is Jesus. Yes. Psalm 138, verse 88. I'm trusting that the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Sometimes I want to perfect it. Sometimes I want to make it happen. But let me tell you something. When I give up and I trust Him, He makes it happen. It takes the pressure off. I never wanted to be a pastor. I heard the the Holy Spirit say, I want you to plant a church with a new wineskin. I started to argue, and I said, I'm an evangelist. I'm not. I don't want to be a pastor. People would think I'm stealing sheep. And I'm still sheep, you just got lots of black sheep. <laughs> Nobody wants. Hallelujah. And I started to argue with the Lord. Do you know what? I'm so glad I did because I can now say when things go wrong, do you know what? It was never my idea, Lord. This is your church. Do you know what? Some of the stuff that's happening in your life, it's his idea. And it's his responsibility to finish what he started. He's put a vision in you. He's put a vision in you. 
and it's his responsibility to bring it to pass. Sometimes we try, sometimes we try to promote ourselves, sometimes we try to buy ourselves forward, but it's his responsibility. When it's his call, when it's his vision, when it's his ministry. Hallelujah, I trust the Lord. Psalm, Psalm 37, 25, I've been young and now I'm old. But I've not seen the righteous forsaken. Hallelujah, he's been faithful, amen. And his seed, nor sin, his righteous forsaken, his seed, better than bread. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. What a beautiful hymn that is. He knew the secret, didn't he? Trust and obey. When you trust, it's easier to obey, isn't it? Amen. When you trust, actually, that boyfriend or that girlfriend is not right for me, but I trust that you've got some of them. I'm telling you, it's easy to obey when he says, give them up. Come on, then I'm talking to. Sometimes your lack of obedience because you don't trust him. You think that God's got something bad for you, but he's got good plans for you. Plans to prosper you, plans to bless you. He's got good things in store for you. You can trust him. He's a good God. Hallelujah. There's a secret to being happy in Jesus. is trust and obey. So point one, fret not. Point two, trust. Point three is in verse four. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall Give you the desires of your heart. Do you know what? You can enjoy Jesus. I love our church. Someone once described radical a bit like the Blues Brothers on steroids. <laughs> I had the crazy idea last week, and it was a crazy idea. Beth, my wife, she, uh, she managed to get a donation of a thousand whistles. Would it be good? Resurrection Sunday, if everybody got a whistle, it was bad. But it's like we have to go crazy and just worship Jesus and whistle and jump and twirl. Do you know what? God's not called you to be a monk or a nun or be religious. We fear God, we respect God, God is holy, we love Jesus. But let me tell you something we've got life. You can enjoy Jesus. It might be a revelation to you. He wants you to enjoy Him. He wants you to be his first love. He wants you to be his delight. He delights in you. You can delight in him. It's a mutual thing. Hallelujah. Do you ever in worship and you start singing, Lord, I love you. And then the, and then the whole, Jesus goes, I love you too. You ever think, like, is it just me? It's too wet. It's too well. It's too wet. Our relationship in prayer and worship with the Lord is two-way. We love him and he loves us. It's a beautiful thing to enjoy Jesus. You know, you can enjoy Jesus every day. You can delight in him every day. You know, we get saved from sin, from death, from eternity and hell. But there's even more than that. We're saved to have intimate relationship with him and enjoy him. You know, if I'm just saved from hell, I might as well just go to the airport right now and just wait for my rapture. Just wait here. Thank you. But do you know what? There's purpose in you. 
destiny in you. And by telling everybody apart, telling your purpose. This was written, I think, they call this a posh word, it's called the Catechism of Westminster Chapel. It's in Westminster Chapel. And it's the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him for eternity. Religion has taken the joy out of Jesus. I love it. I love seeing people saved, healed, delivered. I love talking to Jesus and talking back to me. I'm not ashamed. I love it. I love enjoying Jesus. I'm born to enjoy Him, to worship Him, to love Him. Hallelujah. Do you enjoy Jesus? Do you enjoy Him? You see, when you enjoy him, when you delight him, when you love him, it's easy to obey. Amen? Can't wait to be with him. I remember a time when I was 22, I was so in love with Jesus. I just got a house and I was living on my own. And I used to come home from work and pull the blinds. And I'd say, I'd turn the phone off and I'd think, please don't let anybody come. Because I just want to spend time with Jesus. I'm telling you, you can so look forward to spending time with Jesus. You, you just put your car over the side of the road and just love you, Jesus. You can be in the bath, you can be on the you can be anyone's just love you. Sometimes I forget myself. You can be in the supermarket. People are looking at you with the frozen peas, Jesus, just relax. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's joy. Yeah, my red ten, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I'm telling you, there's some joy that needs to be replaced even in this place. Psalm 30, verse 5, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. 1 Peter, 1 verse 8, I think that joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm telling you, the glory of God can be in the joy. He loves for you to enjoy Him. Don't forget, the joy of your salvation. Psalm 51 verse 12 restored to me the joy of my salvation. Come on, there's some people that have been saved a long time. You know what? I sometimes see someone that's saved and they're so crazy for Jesus. They're like, oh, I've been saved from crime. I've been saved. And they're like, Jesus is amazing. And I think sometimes we're crusty. Gypsy Lewis is preaching churches and saying, some of you look like you've, had, you've been sucking a wasp. You can be full of joy. Enjoy Jesus. Isn't he the best? Isn't he? He's given us everything that pertains to righteousness. Isn't he amazing? Jesus is amazing. I'm telling you, he's absolutely amazing. He's the best thing. Hallelujah. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Part one, friend, not part two, trust. Part three, delight. This is a principle of prayer or lifestyle. Part one, there's five of them. Part one, friend, not. Part two, trust. Part three, delight. You know, you've got to stop fretting. Some people have got a problem for every solution. It's actually. Oh no, but Jesus, I've had a different one for I've done that before. Some people are going to put down their threats, put down their anxiety, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. 
and don't pick them up again. Part 2, trust, part 3, delight, I'm moving on here, part 4, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit. You know, we live in a world of uncommitted people. People work zero, hour contracts, they used to be royalty, didn't they? They used to be in a job for life. Sometimes they provide housing, a pension, today it's all changed. So there's no commitment. If they're not commit to me, I'm not going to commit to them. And you know what? That's played this part out of the church. So if we, they didn't, they didn't provide childcare for me, sometimes a different church. I didn't like the coffee. It's the truth. Someone didn't smile at me. I just, you know, I used to. Go to church. I went to a Sunday's of God church for a period of time with Pastor David Pavel. Some people, come on, come to this church. I, I had to go to David Pavel when I had been a pastor and apologize. I used to come into church late. I would stand there with my hands in my pockets and think, they're just so blessed to have me in this church. <laughs> and he pulled the seats out, they'd heave the place, clean the place, and they were just there. And I'd go early. And so I think to myself, they're so blessed by tithing to this church. I'm just I'm just going to be honest. But let me tell you something. Do you know what? When I became a pastor, I realized it's a hard job. I had to set the church up before I came here this afternoon Sunday. After then go after this, go pick people up for the church on time. It's a hard job. I had to say, Pastor Pavel, please forgive me. That's the truth. Because you know what, we live in an uncommitted world where we think it's all about us. If I can't, they should welcome me. It's all about me and my comfort. Let me tell you something entertainment, comfortable church is over. The era of comfort is over. Jesus wanted some people committed. Come on. It's not about you, it's not about your favourite song. Your favourite seat, your favourite. Oh, I just went a bit too, too long. It was great, but do you know what? I'm looking forward to church when it just doesn't stop. We did praise and worship. I think we've done two and a half hours before. Two and a half hours. You know what? But no, because if you love Jesus, I'll tell you, it feels like five minutes. You know, we went to see a man. I would say this man, in my experience of who I've seen as alive today, is the most person that resembles Jesus. His name is Brother Young, wrote the book The Heavenly Man, Man of God. And he went, you see, in China they never made Christianity illegal, they just said, you've got to go to the state church. I believe it's going to be a time that happens again in this country. You can go, but you can't preach against transgender or you can't preach against gay marriage. I'm telling you, there's going to be a divide where there's going to be a state church and a real church. I'm going to preach the Bible. If it offends people, tough. If it means being chopped in prison, tough. I don't care. I'm not ashamed of Jesus in the world. And he decided he wasn't going to go to state church the Chinese state church, and they threw him in prison. 
and they threw Brother Hill in prison, they tortured him, beat him. And he, they came to him after they beat him up, and you know, he was so badly beaten, and his wife didn't recognize him. And then they said to him, All you have to do is sign this bit of paper to say that you recant your faith. I'm going to let you go. You've got a wife and children. Why don't you just sign it? And when they showed him other pastors, some of them he'd led to the Lord who'd signed it. And they said, come on, it's easy. All these people, this big stack of papers, have signed it. And he just turned to them, as Brother Young does, and he just started to say, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me, still I'll follow. No turning back. I'm telling you, God's looking for some people that are committed. Not to the applause. Not to the applause of man, but to the applause of heaven. That man radiates Jesus, his smile, he's, he's probably up to my hip or something, he's tiny old man, kneeling down, worshiping Jesus. Humble man. Not the longer with me, so I will follow. I'm turning back. I'm turning back. I want to tell a story now, but an illustration with me. So I like illustrations. And you'll never forget this illustration. You're trying to, you might have therapy for it, but you won't be able to get this out of your head. <sighs> oh, come on, you can have fun. So don't let come in. I feel judged in this <laughs> The year is 1859, and there was a tightrope walker. A performer started his life in a circus, a, a Frenchman, Charles Blondin. Some of you know that was the story I'm going to tell. And he tied a rope from one end of Niagara Falls in America to the other end, which is in Canada. That's 340 meters, 1,100 feet tied in. It's a bit of a dip in the middle, it wasn't great. But that's a massive rope. 25,000 people gather. 25,000 people gather. Lots of them were betting. You could get lost. He was going to fall. No safety net. And he said, I'm going to walk across from America to Canada across the falls with the wind, the spray. If you Google it, you'll see pictures of it. And he crossed. Some little sandals on his feet with a massive long pole. He went across. It took him 20 minutes. Swear, stopping, and the crowd went crazy. I like blonde in, blonde in. It went crazy. And he walked back, and the crowd went crazy. And he said, I'm going to take with me. Something this time. So they weren't expecting this. (laughs) 
I used to like this person with a funny name. And it used to start with Jesus take the wheel. And then a picture of a truck with a wheel that's off. And say, what wheel, Jesus? The truth is, people want Jesus as a passenger in their car. I think Tozer once said, do you know what? Having Jesus in your life is like you pull over. This is what being a Christian is. Because some people don't understand what being a Christian is. They try Jesus on a toothpaste. And if they don't like it, well, it's an interest or a hobby. That's not being a Christian. I'm sorry. I ain't going to work. As soon as they threaten me, you're gone. As soon as COVID comes, I'm not going there. Hallelujah. But being a Christian is this, he said. It's putting the car over, getting out. Not being a passenger, giving Jesus the keys, getting in the boot of the car and say, Jesus, I'll go wherever you want to go. You drive the car. See, some people here are committed, but they want the control. You've got that God as a control. He is Lord. He's not just Savior. He's my Lord. If he says, go here and do this, I'll do it. I'm not in control of my destiny. He is control. He is my Lord. Come on, is this too radical for you? Yeah, clearly. Get out of the boat. Get in there. We're all borrowed. That's commitment. James 2, faith without works is dead. I'm telling you, we've, we've put the bar so low. We've made church all about everybody's comfort. We don't want people to be offended. Do you know what? I preach on the blood of Jesus, repentance, the fear of God against sin. I'm not going to come someone into church and then tell, oh, well, really? Do you know what? No, we're going to talk I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God on a salvation. But what gospel? It's the gospel of repentance against sin, holiness, the cross. It's a bloody gospel. And we, can't, we can't preach the blood. People won't understand. I don't care. Demons will. Come on, there's power in the blood. Come on, we've made it so politically correct. It's not, it's not by any power. A form of religion that lacks the power. We need the power of God. Back in the church. Back in the church. Hallelujah. It means being committed to the word of God. Being committed to each other. Being committed to our core and our destiny in Jesus. Point one, fret not. Point two, trust. Point three, delight. Point four, commit. And finally, point five, rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for Him. Rest in the Lord. You see, after you've stopped fretting, and after you've trusted, and after you've loved Jesus, and been loved by Him and enjoyed Him, then you commit, you say, God, I just give it to you, and I just understand that I give it to you, I trust you again. Then you can just ah, rest. Some people want the rest without the process. I'm telling you, it's a process. You do this in your prayer life, just watch what happens. There's a rest, you can wait for Him. Sometimes we want to do the 
We don't want to leave a waiting. And when we wait for him, it says Isaiah 64, verse 4, he acts for those who wait for him. I'm telling you, there's power in the rest, there's power in the waiting. Hallelujah. Sometimes we've got to stop doing ourselves and give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if the Josh is just going to play. Just last two minutes. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are. Maybe you've lost your joy of your salvation. Maybe God told you to do something and you thought, you know what? I don't feel confident to get out of the crown again in wheelbarrow. Maybe you're just full of anxiety and fear. And the devil's done a job on you to make you preoccupied so he can stop you fulfilling your purpose. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe you don't know Jesus today. But I'm telling you, if you want to know Jesus, you need to repent of your sin. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, shed his blood 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away, change direction, say sorry, and get in the barrel and trust him. That's, that's, that's what being a Christian is. You know, the church today is preaching some kind of Hollywood gospel. And it's getting Mickey Mouse Christian. I believe in for a generation of men and women that will say, oh, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. If you want to respond to any of those things in the last few minutes, or if you're sick in your body and you want prayer, if you've got phobias, if you've got things, I'm not here to condemn or criticize or judge, I'm here to see you free. Jesus wants to see you free from fear. He wants to see you free. Maybe you've lost your joy. Maybe bad stuff has happened. Bad stuff happens to good people and you've been robbed of your joy. You can enjoy Jesus today. If that's you, if you want to give your life to Jesus, but not try like a toothpaste, but follow him for the rest of your life. When people mock you, when you could be thrown in prison, if that's you, if you're in any of those categories, just come forward and we'll pray for you and happily minister to you.